My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm -hmm. But it's an empty road, I feel so alone, I forgot. Good morning, Patriots. And today is Wednesday, February 28th in the year 2023. It's unbelievable. We are literally at the end of February. I think we have what, one more day because it's leap year or something, but it's just insane to me. This month has flown by. And I keep saying that, but I'm really, I'm not saying that from a point of view like, oh my goodness, time seems to be going so fast. I mean, this is like, I'm talking to people all over and they're saying the same thing over and over. They're just like, how are things moving so fast? I was talking to somebody yesterday and it's like, my schedule hasn't changed and I get up and I feel like I get up, I do a little something and my day ends. And I have to say, I don't disagree with that. It's a really bizarre thing going on right now. Dr. Lee Merritt has been working a theory. 
um, in her research that time is literally, the, the pace of time is literally changing. Anything's possible. I mean, we live in a, an amazing world. And it's things, mysteries we don't understand for sure. But anyway, it's really something how quickly time is moving along. Hey, quick update on Nikki. We prayed for her the other night because she had a crazy court thing go on. Um, she went to court yesterday and they just set up another date for her to have, to actually have what she needed, which was a, a hearing, a trial. So she, it was, and apparently she was not the only one that got flagged, um, unjustly. So that's, um, good news. So our prayers were a part of that. And I want to thank you. And she even said so. And the other thing is, and I really dropped the ball yesterday. So when you get a chance, send Nikki a belated happy birthday. That was her birthday yesterday. I was so focused on the other side of that problem. And it was a good birthday present. She didn't have to deal with the other issues, but it was her birthday yesterday. And she does so much for us here. And I just want to make sure we reach out and tell her thank you. She's She just works her tail off on social media. And yesterday was a pretty hard day. So anyway, if you get a chance... And you, or when you see her in chat next, um, just raise your prayers and also tell her thank you for all she does for us. She does such; she works so hard at what she does, and I'm really just very blessed to have her. So there you go, Patriots. Before we get cruising along today, we have some craziness in our world, which I think I say that every day, and I, just, I should change the show to like bended crazy, but. Um, in truth, we've got a, some psychopaths running the world, and they want to crush your savings and retirement accounts. They're prepping everybody for this CBDC, one world currency, and it's taken different forms. I don't care how they talk, and they're all talking the same thing. And we are dealing with multi-front wars, all these sorts of things to disrupt the normal currency and, and the the normal flow of things. So be aware of this. And understand that their attempt is to crash the economy. And to do so, they're, they are already going as hard as they can after what's left of people's retirement savings. This is where Birch Gold comes in. These folks are there to help you get yourself secure in a precious metal tax-deferred IRA. So reach out to them. All you have to do is type in BARDS and text it to 989898. That's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and text it to 989898. They're great. They'll give you a free information packet you'll get. Read through it, get informed, and give them a call. If you have an existing IRA or 401k, you can transfer that over to a precious metals-backed IRA at no additional cost. It's just free transfer. They can help you set up good retirement savings through precious metals. I'm a huge believer in precious metals. I think it's the solid foundation. And remember, precious metals are a long-term stability issue. So if you're one who's seeking rapid growth, I don't think I'd be looking there other than some potential big changes coming as the economy collapses, but that can't be something we bet on. These are This is a way to secure a solidness and really do it in such a way that's honoring God because real metal, real currencies, that's, that's of kingdom. It's not this paper nonsense of Babylonian money magic we're dealing with. So again, give them a text, text 989898, text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, and away you go. And they'll be glad to help you and they're a great group to work with. We have so much that continues to just kind of amaze us, I think. Um, quick highlight. Tonight, we have Jamie Walden on from Omega Dynamics. He's awesome. Um, 
totally on fire. I don't, <laughs> I hardly spoke in the interview. I just let him go. He was on fire as he is on fire for Jesus. And if you don't know Jamie, you will after tonight. I, I have a lot of respect for him. He's a, um, consider him a friend and he was at Bart's Fest one. It's been quite a while since he and I have talked and he's had some great developments as well. So really worth tuning in tonight. It'll be a great show. Sunday night, there is a, a exciting show coming on. And I, I'm going to be honest, This I did this interview yesterday. And this was one of these interviews. I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And this is a person by the name of Jason uh, Stinson, who is the worship pastor down at Redeemer Church in Arizona and just outside of Phoenix. And I I was happy to put him on. It's a great, great he does a lot of work down there. And I'm like, okay, this will be a pretty good show anyway, because it's, He's, he does a lot of creative work. Oh, my gosh. I got my socks blown off yesterday. And just to give you a highlight, and I'm just going to let the interview carry itself. This will be Sunday night on Expedition Cafe. This guy was a Christian metal core and death Christian death metal performer. And there, he took his ministry there in music so that he could reach the Satanists and literally was doing Christian death metal, however that works out, and Christian metalcore, bringing people to Jesus next to the Satanists. This guy's wild. I laughed and just sat there yesterday in disbelief. It's just like, he's like, oh yeah, no one else wants to go there. So I thought I would. I'm like, dude, hats off. So anyway, super cool interview coming Sunday night. And I and, and I say it because it was so inspiring. I've just had a bunch of these this, these days. And the message that I, I'm really excited about is as God just keeps putting it before me, it's just like, don't temper your sword. Keep your sword sharp, listen to where I'm putting you, and be razor sharp and lean into this and go after where I'm putting you. And don't listen to those that want to temper you. Just go hard. And it's awesome. So I'm inspired. I'm just saying this to inspire you because if you're driven to do something, God has it on your heart, drive in and drive in hard. And it's wonderful. Um, and we just got to bring those messages because right now shaking the pulpit and shaking people awake is an important part of the, where the mission that God has on a, on people's heart. And not everybody, but for those that have it. So go for it. So I think you'll enjoy, I don't even think, you're going to love tonight's interview. You're going to love Sunday night's interview. And that we've got somebody else Thursday night and, of course, the normal shows because you love the way that we shake the world here. So that's all good. So there you go. By the way, if you're interested to learn about Jason Stinson before you go, his band you can actually find it on Wikipedia. The band that he was in is called Overcome. Like I said, just a really amazing story. You'll get that all Sunday night, even with some samples of his music. So you'll get to hear kind of where he is and where he was. It's pretty crazy. So it's been good stuff. Exciting times. Here's something that's coming up, though, that isn't so exciting. And this is um, an issue with what they're trying to do again to force everybody to eat bugs. And this gets very real. American Rancher... Warning, America about to America about what's being threatened by the USDA and the ESG carbon regulations. ESG is tyranny in a box that these idiots that are following the environmental policies and believe that somehow humans are the problem because we have a huge carbon footprint and because cows fart, they really believe that the earth is falling apart. The entire objective of ESG is a satanic objective to try to make people feel guilty for, for living. And that's why you're seeing this rollout in Canada of the suicide packs that allow hospitals to put you to death if you choose. And, and this is the story I told, and just as a highlight of that was a story I told you where we shared here a couple weeks ago, or at least maybe a week ago, but it was a young girl that went into the hospital 
her parents left her as they they checked her out. She was she had uh, cancer. They were getting prep, preparation to do some therapies. Uh, she was thirteen or fourteen years old. The parents left her, did some errands, came back to discover that her daughter had been convinced to sign a suicide authorization. And because she was in the hospital, they could not get her out. And two days later, they euthanized her. I should just say murdered her because that's what they did. They didn't euthanize her. So this is all part of this bigger framework of getting society to kill itself and to give so much guilt around us that people feel that we are the problem. We're not the problem. There's only one smaller group of people, relatively speaking, that are the problem. They're the ones ruling the world, which is every single person in D.C. I'm not not excluding anybody anymore. And any of the followers of that cult, which include all of those that obey their rules and disobey our Constitution, they're all complicit in this crime of humanity. So let me continue with this article. This is, again, Wall Street Apes, by the way, is a site on Twitter I would recommend that you check out. Um, Really good reporting that comes out of there. So this is big agriculture will force all smaller farms out. CEO for Rabobank said, if you can't afford carbon offsets, you should not be allowed to fly. The only people that should be allowed to fly are those that can afford carbon offsets. These are Nazis we're dealing with here. Let's be clear. He's not a CEO. He's a Nazi. Cameras to monitor citizens on how far you drive. They will control what you eat and what your kids eat in schools. ADM, which is the, um, let's see, ADM and Tyson right now are in the middle of building $500 million plants that were that they are going to grow insects for human consumption. That is true. That is happening. All in the name of climate change. Digital tracking tags on cattle. That's another huge one. They're trying to force every person that has cattle to digitally track your cattle. And it allows the environmentalists to monitor your farm and your cattle anytime they want. They want your land, yep, and how much more all in the name of climate change. So I'm going to play a short piece here for you to hear, and this kind of sums it all up. So here we go. Agriculture cannot go along with this carbon deal. You cannot agree to have your carbon emissions measured in any way. Because what they want, like I read out of that Tyson Foods ESG report, what they want is your supplier data and a standardized way of calculating it. Because what do you think the next step is? They're going to want you to reduce it and reduce it and reduce it. It's $3 billion that the USDA took um, with no oversight. What they want to do with it is build a system that measures your carbon emissions. They're kind of giving away what the problem is there. The problem is you and your carbon emissions. And all the bigwigs in agriculture have pretty much signed on to this deal. And that, that narrative, that carbon emissions are this huge problem. But they also want to control how far you can travel. And they've actually tried to regulate this in, in different places in Europe and where they put up cameras that monitor their citizens that make sure they're not traveling too far around the city or even driving older cars and things like that. And the citizens have cut the cameras down. The CEO for Rabobank had said, if you can't afford carbon offsets, you should not be allowed to fly. The only people that should be allowed to fly are those that can afford carbon offsets. And if you're too poor to fly and you want to travel, you should put on a virtual reality headset, and that's how you could see the world. They also want to control what you eat. In the New York City schools right now, they have taken meat off the menu for at least two days of the week. And the New York City mayor has said that he is working on a plan where he will limit residents' ability to consume meat. 
And then you have also, you know, ADM and Tyson right now are in the middle of building $500 million plants where they are going to grow insects for human consumption, all in the name of climate change. And they want your land. Biden's uh, 30 by 30 executive order, which a lot of you are familiar with, I think, um, the conservation easements, and of course, eminent domain in this state. Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan, has said, using eminent domain, the government should take away farmland so that they can uh, put up windmills. That's his suggestion. All in the name of climate change. Farm Journal's Trust in Beef program, which is where the $40 million went to, you can put an EID tag or a tracking device in your calf's ear, and they will store all your information, all that, cattle, all that animal's information. But then you put an app on your phone, and you put all of the information about your operation into that app. How you to rotate your cattle, what you feed them, your land, soil, all that goes into the app. And then you download a software, another kind of software, and that's going to calculate your carbon emissions. And the way they sell this is they say they're, they're calculating the benefits of what you do. So if you rotate or if you feed certain things, they're going to measure your carbon emissions before and after, and they're going to say that you're, you're calculating your benefits. And so what do you think they're going to do with that information once they can control your entire operation and have all the measurements of carbon emissions from your entire operation? They're going to control every aspect of your life. Let's be clear. These people are Satanists. I'm going to read you a, just a part of a post that I came across this morning in a group I'm in. It's really pretty much on point. The Kazarian Medical Financial Congressional Pedophile Murderous Corporate Mafia seem to have partnered with the Socialist Mafia. Think Henry Kissinger. Anyone who opposes this United Nations Zionist Socialist Mafia will be placed in concentration camps while wars are fought to preserve big Israel in parentheses, Ukraine, and little Israel, Palestine, per the Balfour Agreement, with U.S. military might brought to war with false flag of cyber and nuclear pocket nukes, um, blaming China, Iran, and Russia, when the actual culprits are the Kazarian Mafia and Chinese Mafia set takedown, set to take down the European Christian Christians, Muslims, and anyone who opposes genocide for the sake of big and little Israel. Powered by the U.S. military, being duped and controlled by USAF Space Force and satellite weaponry controlled by Central Command UN, which controls the satellites and communications of U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, as well as the secret Space Force, which resembles UFOs in conjunction with the evil entities, biblical demons here on this earth. Pretty much sums it up. And this is really what we're dealing with. And, and the bottom line of all of this is always the same thing, is that we win this when we step into our authorities of Christ. I, and I'm not even saying that lightly. I mean, we have the total authorities over these fools. And it takes the authority and, of David and the, and the confidence of David to step in against this Goliath and just level it. And that story is so important because it's a single stone. And we've got to have that authority and, and confidence within our faith in God, truly. I mean, this is, a, this is a nutty thing. The problem is, as we well know, to a large degree, that message is not being pushed at the pulpit because being leaning in and being offensive in faith is pretty much removed from the teachings. And it's time that we get very 
clear on what our mission is. We have to love what God love and hate love and hate what God hates. And there is a discipline in being as a Christian, which is not just like, okay, I went to the church today, I got dunked and I'm good. Praise Jesus. And I don't have anything to worry about. That's the beginning of a rigor in our life of being warriors. And that's it. I mean, it's just, it's being warriors. And I was going through Leviticus and it's just, when you start going through Leviticus and hearing some of these things, you start to realize that like we're, we have literally been here behind enemy lines a long time. And that's part of us taking things back. So when I, I'm listening to these things and I hear this gentleman say this, I just want to share with you kind of my thoughts on this, which is pretty simple because we, we have, we just hired and I know why we had an animal control guy in our, in our County sheriffs. And now they've hired four or five young animal control folks to replace him. And I don't know their understanding. I had one come up on the property the other day, which did not make me happy, but I can't say no because one of my calves got out and he came by and helped put the calf away. But I say that because he was enormously interested in everything going on here, which that's none of his business. So here, here's where I go to on this. We have to ask ourselves what we're here for. And this is the war mentality that has to get back into our faith. We know that we have been given eternal life, period, end of story, that was given to us on the cross. So that means that we have nothing to lose other than our fear of losing something in this material world, which is not going with us anyway. So as we start to take that position and understand that authority and that intensity, and you're going to get this message in spades tonight on the show with Jamie Walden. If we understand that intensity, we understand very clearly why we're here and that we absolutely have to have the confidence and the authority to step in and call it out for what it is and use our authorities in Jesus to do it. These fools are believing that they can convince the world and they've done a pretty good job, especially with COVID con and the marginalization of this idea of violence. I mean, and I say that and, and I'm not advocating that way. We have we should be having all sorts of violence in the spiritual realm. I'm dead serious. You have you have a license to destroy demons. So it should be a thing you get up every morning and just go like, yes, stretch a little bit. Like, let me get my spiritual sword on. I'm going to go slay some demons. And you don't need a hunting license either. That That bounty has no limit. And we need to be doing that. And that transforms the physical world. But they've got us flipped around. We live like 90% in the physical and 10% in the spirit. It should be the other way around. And then people get wrapped into all these important parts of the physical. This is a war we're waging here from, from kingdom authority into the physical world. So when we run into things like this and people start to be like, oh, it's big brother. It's the government. Oh, Tyson Foods. Like, are you serious? I'm not eating bugs. I've got my cattle. And, and I'm just going to lay this out there. I mean, I know what the walk I make. I know my neighbors around here. You come in to take my cattle or my neighbor's cattle. I'm just going to say it. I hope you're ready because if you're not walking with Jesus, I'm going to introduce you because there's an authority that God gave us to protect our land and protect that which we steward. End of story. And we slay them in the spirit. And if they aren't going to listen to that, then sorry, I'm going to have to make an introduction to another part of your life that you didn't expect to get early on. I mean, I'm, I'm not playing around here. This is, people have got to get this in their heart and their spirit. This is no joke. 
I mean, take a look at this ridiculous stuff we're doing here. I mean, they're trying to distract everybody so much. So this is wonderful. This is a report that comes up yesterday. And it's um, Houthis have, this is the Houthi tribe, right? So I did a quick search, Google search, first of all. I'd say, what are they showing us that the Houthi tribe looks like? So they're showing us to be a bunch of these desert warriors with turbans on, man jammies, firing RPGs from the back of, of Toyota trucks. That's kind of the whole image. Like, you know, they're just a bunch of rebel rousing crazy Muslims that have gone fanatical and they're, they are literally out here attacking um, various interests in, and waging this incredible war. And somehow, in spite of all that, imagining to, we keep getting these reports like Houthis launched a drone attack. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then if you do searches like that, they show this ridiculous technology that these guys have. Like they're making it in the back of their garage and somehow able to penetrate the most sophisticated counter the offensive systems that are, we put in Saudi Arabia and Israel puts it in Saudi Arabia. So this one I love. This is fantastic. Houthis have knocked out several undersea internet cables. Okay. Undersea internet cables. What exactly does that mean? So I'm reading through here and they have a, they have a, Twitter post is put to it and it says, confirmed, metrics show a disruption to network con connectivity at the D uh, Djibouti data center that connects the country's landing stations. Okay, so for, when I read that, from my experience and mind, I'm like, interesting, landing stations. That means it was a very specific part of the cable system that they attacked, which tells you high level of intelligence. Then I love this. The incident comes as Israeli... There's your source. Israeli media, they're reputable, report four submarine cables, submarine cables across the Red Sea, including Seacom, have been targeted by Houthi rebels. So I guess a bunch of, these are deep dive, deep pressure tank type operations. Okay, just want to be clear about that. So I guess that Houthi rebels wearing a bunch of man jammies with packing RPGs, but leaving them on the beach, go down there with a, with a set of like snippers and and a, a handsaw and hold their breath really well and go deep diving to cut a bunch of cables and just manage to strategically choose the cable that's tied to CECOM and the data centers that are dealing with the landing stations in, in Djibouti. Amazing. And so this says, the repair of such large number of underwater cables, this is the other part of the story, but it's buried. By the way, remember how they write these articles? They put, they give you the lie up front and the truth at the bottom because nobody reads the bottom of the article. They know this psychology well. So this says, the repair of such a large number of underwater cables, so apparently it's many more, may take at least eight weeks, according to estimates, and involve exposure to risk from Houthi terror organizations. So they've created a terror event, probably Mossad. The U.S. Navy was there as well. Who knows what they were involved with? They've been stationed in the same area. So we're probably doing it ourselves. They're all creating this false flag event, blaming it on Houthi rebels, okay? <laughs> now they create a terrorist event. This is such a scam. They create a terrorist event. So now they can show data disruption. So now their own companies will hire, will go in because there's only a few number of companies that have this technology to go that deep. So now they're gonna go in and be able to charge four times the price because it's a threat deal, which means they can hire private military, military assets to protect them. All the while sending fear across the region of an escalating war and ultimately justifying 
cutting off the internet at certain locations as they erase data and cover their tracks. That's what you're witnessing here. And the problem is we, we people have lost so much of their cognitive ability to process this stuff. They just take the information in and like, <gasps> it's the rebels again. Who are they? This is right out of 1984 when we create the perpetual terrorist. This is all this is that we've lost ISIS. The cartels are already embedded into our nation. So they're not a fun enemy anymore because they're just bringing human sex trafficking in full into the public. They've set up public organizations like they just did in in Michigan. And Michigan now has a basically a cartel-run human sex trafficking organization that's collecting open money. They don't even have to worry about it. It's in the open. And so they can help relocate people together as we start to relocate these displaced folks, which they're calling refugees. They're not refugees. And the American public has taken this in. You know, I, a buddy of mine wrote me yesterday, and he said, you know, I've had a lot of hope that Americans would want justice after they learned the truth about the COVID con. He said, I'm beginning to believe that the COVID con was so successful that it has not only brain damaged them, but it was, and it so deeply MK altered them that in the end of the day, what's happened is we have an America that literally is going to wander aimlessly off the cliff willfully because they just can't process anymore. And I don't think there's a, I don't think that's completely untruthful. It gets back to the importance of our mission and it's a, a growing number of, of kind of bringing these remnant organizations together and the power and authority that Christ gives us. And we have to go back to the story of Gideon and the importance of a small few leading the many. Because many of these people are just walking in a zombie slumber. And, and really, when you watch the films you know, about zombie apocalypse, World War Z, The Walking Dead, which has been the series on whatever, USA, I guess, network or whatever it is. It's been on there forever. And the various breakoffs of Walking Dead, they've got like four different franchises now or something. No, I don't watch it. I can't stand it. But I just, I kind of keep track of it a little bit. I mean, all these movies that we have there, you know, and, and you're, as you watch them do this, and it's always about medical pandemics of some fashion. I'm not sure that, I think what they do is just like they've done with war and with, violence, they've convinced everybody that the only real war is one when you have uniformed troops and tanks and that's what you're fighting. And they've disguised fifth generation warfare and sixth generation warfare, which are all about psycho psychological operations, using artificial intelligence, deceptions, and your enemy is literally everywhere because your enemy is embedded in all the organizations that you typically trust. That's fifth and sixth generation warfare in a nutshell. Well, I think they've done the same thing with the zombie apocalypse. Everybody's looking for the rotting corpse zombie stumbling down the street, walking in herds, overwhelming farms where you have to take your axe out and go stab him in the head with a stick because the only way to kill him apparently is to stick him in the head or the brain viruses. But then you step back and you go, wait a minute. You know, like, what's the real zombie apocalypse looking like? And if you look around, unfortunately, we're in the middle of it. And the thing that's not missed on this is every one of these things deals with the brain virus. And what do we know about the vax? It penetrates the blood-brain barrier, and it causes psychological problems. So this is, unfortunately, I mean, it's, there's a comical side to that. But I shake my head. It's just like, I don't know. Um, what can we say? I mean, it's, it's going to require a great shaking to get people to realize. And that's why I continue, will continue to go back to this principle in unconventional warfare that you need few, not many. And you have to, when I say few, relatively, I would love to be able to say we're talking to 300 million people. 
but I also know that the power of a committed remnant few in the and uniting those remnant tribes is the key to successful operations in an unconventional warfare environment. And we are in an unconventional warfare environment. And so we have to have our mentality in that way and understand that each one of us with a commission on our heart has a mission and has an obligation to be able to work in our communities, start working to at least give people confidence when things start to fall about, fall apart. The basis of unconventional warfare, just so we're clear here, is engagement. If you haven't listened to the interview with Colonel Pete Chambers last Saturday night, it's really important because this is the, he and I were talking about this, and that was a big part, it was a critical part of the discussion about two-thirds of the way through that interview, that the functions of what Pete's doing, the functions of what I did in Afghanistan, the functions of what he did in Afghanistan, what we've done around the world in this UW environment is relationship building. It's not anything more complex than that. Once we get to the relationship, we can move to where we need to go to the next level. So I can't stress enough the importance of getting to know your neighbors and to literally be prepared as a follower of Christ to love thy neighbor and to hate what God hates, meaning we need to rebuke the evil, we need to cast it out, we need to do those things and love thy neighbor. But part of loving thy neighbor is also having the ability to listen. And I, I say this as an important little tag here that I want to add on. The problem that happens too much in our faith, and it's really schooled within seminary and other places, is listening is always done on the condition of trying to teach somebody a lesson in the Bible or convert them. And I'm going to really encourage you to discipline yourself to listen, to listen to who they are and where they are without the objective of trying to convert them, but rather to share what's on your heart and let and trust in Holy Spirit to lead us to that place where Holy Spirit will lead us. It gives a very different hand handoff. And you're going to hear this message Sunday night, back to that fantastic interview with, with Jason coming up Sunday night. That's a lot of how he had to approach these Satanists that he was dealing with. Trusting in Holy Spirit to seed what needs to be seeded, but not coming in with the objective of a hammer to like, I'm going to make you a Christian, bam, bam, bam. That's not going to work. We have to learn to listen completely. And if there's one thing I will tell you that kept me alive in Afghanistan, and, and I, I'm, literally, I'm just sharing stories of experience with you that I think are relevant here because I dealt with some pretty ugly people, people that trafficked men and trafficked kids, people that were much, I mean, there's this is a true story. with One of the tortures they did with Russians and you can read this, and Bear came over the mountain. One of the true, the Russians were fearful of being captured by the Taliban, or for that matter, any of the Afghan warlords, because a typical torture was to tape this person down to a table, and they would literally rape them for weeks at a time. It, these soldiers were fearful of it. So those are the sorts of people you're dealing with. I mean, I remember in the south of Afghanistan where literally one of the leaders down there, I think it was, I want to say it was Dostum, ruthless Taliban guy. And he stormed into somebody's house. This was out in Kandahar. And when I was there, he stormed into somebody's house and in front of the family, beat the father and raped him in front of the family and let the family know that that would happen to all of them. I mean, this is how they operate, Okay. These are some pretty evil people. Those same people are here. Okay. But my point of that story is those are the sorts of people I'm engaging with over there. And the one thing I will tell you is you have to really listen 
and pay attention to what they where they are in their heart because it's there that you understand truly what they're about where their where their true strengths are and where their true weaknesses are and that gives you an ability to maneuver if we go in with a hammer we miss a lot of things and if we go in with an objective of always like I'm going to do this to you or you can't say this you're going to lose a lot of important data that we need to have when you're engaging your neighbors. We're trying to build bridges in our neighborhood and sift out true evil from good. So this is a really important time to be engaged. And as I say this so many times, everybody's got something on their heart that God wants you to do. Perhaps it's, and I, I, I use these just because I want to juxtapose it intentionally with what Pete's doing on the border. Pete is on the border right now. He's raising up an army. Okay, but everybody can raise up an army. At the end of the day, it's all based on the same thing. It's based on engagement. And part of the engagements, I will tell you, fastest way to get to know somebody, bake some bread or bake some cookies for them. Fastest way to help somebody in the neighborhood, change their tire, help them tune up their car, especially single moms, big one. I mean, these are great ways to help people and to give that helping hand to try to break down those barriers, which is so important. It really is. So in other news that are, is kind of evolving, which are good indicators of, of, an, of a greater awakening, which I'm happy about, uh, Google has lost incredible, in, incredible um, clout with the people with its Gemini um, AI. By the way, I prayed on that last Sunday, and I, I referred to it as Genesis, which was mistaken, but that was kind of more Holy Spirit touch there. So just in case you heard that, and you're like, that's eh, he was wrong. I was wrong on the name. Um, Gemini is the name of the thing. And as you, if you haven't been paying attention to that, Gemini was programmed to be a woke racist AI. That is very important to understand. And I've talked about this for a long time of how these AIs were designed to be the rulers in a fascist sense. And this goes back to around 2012 when Facebook might've been 2014, as late as 2014, Facebook released and supposedly accidentally released an AI. They were training it and it got out and it was running its chats, which tells you how sophisticated AI was before people were paying attention. It was running the chat responses as an independent op system on Facebook. And it started to come out as being truly blatantly flat fascist. And of course, Facebook got caught with how they were training it, but they came back and said, oops, I'm sorry, we didn't know that happened. That's a lie. This is in the algorithms of the AI. It was trained to be that way. And they were replaced, they were creating a little Hitler AI. Google's been doing the same thing. Google's been training its AIs to be anti-white, woke, and racist in reverse sense right, what we typically call reverse racism. And it's now set off a lot of people because they've discovered that it's been literally rewriting history with images, as you probably have heard, and it's it, it will even endorse and support pedophilia. So this is the group of people that have programmed this, and now you get to the heart of what Google's about. Do no harm is about raping children. And then interestingly, out of nowhere, Apple has announced after 16 years that it's stopping the abandoning the work on the electric car. Now, a lot of that has to do with, I believe, the people are starting to wake up a bit to realize, and this goes back to our beginning story, of what this whole agenda is about. Not only does the environmental movement, is it just a complete sham, the cost of electricity is going to be something like two to four times as high in any market that's gone to green energy. They have created these cars to limit people's mobility, not to save the environment. The toxicity of these vehicles coming out are higher 
they're putting in landfills, the toxicity is higher than that of nuclear waste. So, and there's no environmental controls on that. They just dump them into landfills. The cars are a ridiculous waste of everything. Now, it's interesting to pivot on that and to realize that you still have a big flagship out here that people keep worshiping, and his name is Elon Musk, right? And that can't be overlooked and the importance of that. Um, there is a uh, important little note here. This is, to, this is a note from uh, a note on China. And um, it, just take a listen to this. And this deals with Elon Musk and his Starlink. Significance of this. Well, the way they get paid, there's no cell phone coverage here, but you have Starlink. So you can see on the. Well, Show them because on the phone you're picking yeah. up on the Wi-Fi network right yeah, now. Yeah, they have Starlink, and so they they. Uh, there we go. This is Michael Yon. Well, so the Chinese migrants are using Starlink. So if you're watching this, Elon Musk, I I know that you are outraged all the time about uh, the invasion of America and talking about uh, talking about immigration being a huge threat. Well, these Chinese migrants that are clearly affiliated with the uh, CCP are using Starlink. The sign says we sell Chinese soup. Sign says, "Welcome, my fellow Chinamen. We have Wi-Fi." And then here are the payments where the Chinese invaders in this Embara village can actually pay with AliPay, just for Alibaba. Okay, so what's important about this is that they're able to go in with a QR code and scan that on their phone that links them to Starlink. So this great new system that all the liberals are happy about, that everybody gets free Wi-Fi, is now being used to transfer payments to your Chinese immigrants that are coming across that are more likely military assets. So it is, it is an unbelievable system of evil that's working against us. Um, and it's, it's just not stopping. I mean, and this is the irony of what that report is that Elon Musk put this out, and he says that... Um, He's warning that illegal immigrants are crushing the country and and warning that the, the, the there's a collapse of essential services coming in. There is a, an issue here that America is only 4% of the Earth's population, okay? If only 1% of the rest of the Earth moves here, our system completely implodes. There is no, it cannot withstand that. So the way that they get around that to make sure that you don't pay attention is truly continue with the idea of race baiting and race baiting is getting very real and it's getting turning having very real consequences and it's always what they do they want to get one hating the other and what's the easiest one easiest one to do right now the easiest one to do right now is black on white crimes and they're hiding it they're amplifying the hatred within the black community they're making that and there is enough Poverty and issues that have all come about since Johnson. I just can't even, I could go into a whole show on that of what they've done to destroy the infrastructure of black America with welfare and how they went about doing that. And the violence in those communities, which is also being fueled by illegal gun trafficking and drugs, is now being vectored against white America. And this whole idea of reparations, that they were slaves, that this was this and that, and to foment this hatred so that there's now a racial war that they're trying to create. And, and in arguably, arguably, there is a racial war happening right now. And it's, it's a very sad issue. And it's not one that we are, and this is where, again, this is the system. We have to get the churches to the key here. 
The churches are the key in bringing together an understanding and a unity in heart to get past this stuff, but it is a lot of work. I met a couple guys down at Church of Glad Tidings a year ago, and I had tip to them because their mission-driven system was to go into inner city Chicago and bring people to Jesus. That takes some courage. But that's the sort of work we're talking about that's going to make a difference because there, we do not have hate between us until these people convince people they have hate. That's the problem. It's ugly, and it's, it's continuing to get uglier. Just as a warning, and I, I saw this this morning, and I'll throw this out there for those in California. It's pretty amazing. There's a blizzard warning that has been issued for the northern Sierra Tahoe region, eastern Sierra, and southern Cascades. Uh, that could be one of the most powerful winter storms in the 21st century for the region. Five to 10 foot high snow uh, snow drifts are expected across a region of over 5,000 feet in elevation Thursday to Sunday with nearly continuous heavy snow for three plus days straight. So NWS Reno has some incredibly strong wording regarding this b- blizzard. Quote, even walking outside could not be, would not be advisable during this storm as a person could quickly become lost or disoriented, blowing or drifting snow capable of bearing vehicles and making it difficult to locate roads. That's whiteout conditions. So be aware of that if you're at all tracking that. It's pretty crazy. So we definitely have crazy in the in the air right now and of course we know that that's all natural events there's no such thing as weather warfare they don't um, cloud seeding doesn't exist Um, and the shots if you've taken the vac shot of course it's safe do trust your pharmacy and trust your doctor and um, don't worry it's good to become a transhuman This is, the, this is our alternate world, right? We're sitting here at the cusp here. We're like, and on this side, I believe in the shot. I believe that the that chemtrails are just jet exhaust. I don't, there's no possible way there can be weather warfare. This is just climate change. And we're coming to end of times um, because they've got the, the red calf that they're about ready to slaughter. And that means that everything's coming to an end. And they're going to rapture me out. Amen. Whatever. Oh my goodness. This I never even thought I could would be sitting here talking this way. And I I'm, I'm saying like any time in my life. And now we're sitting here looking at this alternate reality and we're walking alongside of it. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I've got a couple of pieces I want to play here before we go. Um this I thought was just a fantastic. This is a clip from a movie and I, and I honestly I can't tell you what. I was trying to do a research this morning to find out what movie it was, but it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, this is a great scene from the movie. And really what this demonstrates, and just understand the context of this, this discussion is between a guy and talking to a family who has two boys that are in public school, and he and he has a young girl who's homeschooled. And so understand that context as you hear this discussion and the difference, be- and it's such a great demonstration of the difference between public and school and homeschooling. Here we go. Justin, Jackson, would you please come down here for a second? What? How old are you now, Jackson? Thirteen. Can you tell me what the Bill of Rights is? What something costs, I guess. Home. That's a good guess. This is public Justin, school. You're in high school? Yeah. Do you like school? Guess whatever. 
you know what the Bill of Rights is? It's a government thing, right? Like, rights that people have in America and stuff. Yep. Hey, Saja? Yeah? Would you please come down here a moment, sweetie? This is his daughter. I'm going to ask you a quick question. Homeschooled. Saja just turned eight, by the way. The Bill of Rights. Amendment one. Congress should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of... Stop. Regurgitating memorized amendments isn't what I'm asking for. Just tell me something about it in your own words. It's not the Bill of Rights. We'd be more like China. Here, at least, we don't have a war on the searches. We have free speech. Citizens are protected from cruel and unusual punishments. That's enough. Are protected... Wait a minute. Saja, how would you characterize the 2010 Supreme Court decision on Citizens United? Corporations have the same rights as people, so there's no spending limit on candidates. Which means a country is ruled by corporations and their lobbies to fund candidates and command their fealty by demanding... Jesus Christ. You made your point. We get it. It's very impressive. And there you have it. A great demonstration of the difference between homeschool and public school. Public school are producing kids that are dumb. They know nothing about our government. They know nothing about what's going on in the system. The only thing they're being trained to do is to become woke idiots in this culture and environmental protesters and to hate each other, hate themselves, and to understand that there is and be guilty about color. This is the, that's the public school indoctrination camps run by our government. Homeschool. You got to homeschool. At the core of this is the whole idea of getting these kids to get our children to wake up that one of the principal texts anybody should have, you could run your entire homeschooling program off of it, would be the Founder's Bible. And I'm not kidding. It is a great text. All right, last little thought, perspective here just on where we are and where Russia and China are. I think it's worth rem remembering. Take a listen. Let's be real. Putin is not telling his little boys, his Russian boys, to cut their peckers off. No. Xi Jinping is not telling his Chinese boys to cut their peckers off. No. Nope. In fact, I'll tell you what Putin's doing. I had a deep conversation with Steven Seagal last time I was in Dubai. And Steven told me that the first couple hours of school, those boys learned jab cross for like two years straight before they even throw a hook in PE. Jab cross. The kids are boxing in school as a part of their regiment. Russia's not around. China's not around. And and then meanwhile, they're allowing American young men to have TikToks and get their brain polluted and telling them that they might or might not be a boy. And there you go. That is the world we are in. It is corrupting the youth. We don't have a strong education system. We have a treasonous government and we have a treasonous military leadership, bottom line. And the only way we are going to get this country back is for us to take the lead, to punch in through this veil of stupidity grab as many of these kids as we can to wake them up, teach them the fundamentals, wake them up into the reality of their world and make them strong. Part of that is getting them back on the land, dealing with animals. And like I've said so many times, every young person, literally boy and girl needs to have the experience of hunting, butchering, and literally doing the thing of killing an animal. That is part of living in the real world. They all need the experience. It changes them forever. They'll never forget it and they'll be stronger for it. We have to be on fire for this straight up. And it's our duty, and it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's our Christian duty to walk this way. Jeremiah 6.16. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this time we've had this morning. We're blessed, as always, to come together and to join in this fellowship to honor you and be humbled before you. We raise our hands up in joy, and we say, Father, thank you, and, and thank you for all you give. Father, we're in a troubled time when so many people are being guided into these pacified positions as if this world is all about delicacy, hugs, loves, and, and big smoochy kisses. And we're trying to re, 
we need to re- revive that sense of the warrior heart of Christ, the authority, the confidence, the security of walking in the true faith of you and as a believer and as a child of the Most High. So, Father, we just pray that heart of the warrior Christ upon this nation for all of those that will hear, to shake them, to awaken them, to give them the strength now and courage to step in, to understand that the various tribes of the remnant are starting to come together. And for us as that remnant to take that message into the streets, take it into our neighborhoods, to take it into the places where we don't want to go, into the bowels of society, to wake people up, to lift them up, and to turn them their eyes towards Jesus, to light a new fire, and to be able to stand against this evil that is trying to crush our world. So Father, we, we lift this up in the name of Jesus, declare this across our nation and across this entire movement, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Be on fire for Jesus. That's what I know. And take the authorities. Be bold. And don't hesitate to, I don't care whether it's in church or whether it's in the world. We have to be able to speak the truth and have the truth and then elevate up those churches that are strong and call out those churches that are not doing their job. And if you can't, if that doesn't fit in your life, you're not finding a church, come together, build a home church. We need strong Christian men and women in this nation right now that understand the authority is given to us and it's there that we win and we will win. God's got this. Be on the winning team. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight. We've got Jamie Waldron on tonight. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, 
This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light it can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 